Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, florists, adult phone entertainers, a gay football player, two tailors, pretty women references, naked delivery boys, and a cheating grandma. Listener discretion is advised. Laying here dreaming, staring at the ceiling, wasting the day away. The world's flying by, our window outside, but hey baby, that's all. This feels so right, it can't be wrong so far As I can see what you wanna do, baby I'll do anything If you wanna go, baby, let's go If you wanna rock, I'm ready to roll If you wanna slow down We can slow down together If you wanna walk, baby, let's walk Have a little kiss, have a little talk We don't gotta leave Wanna see that Italian tower leaning, baby? We can leave right now. If that's too far, we can jump in the car and take a little trip around town. They say that California is nice and warm this time of year, baby. Say the word and we'll just disappear. If you wanna go, baby, let's go. If you wanna ride, episode seven. I want my. Two dollars. Wrong reference. I mean, flowers. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Movie Review. I'm your host, Zan. And I am Belchan. Hey, welcome back. It's been a while since the Bill and Ted episode. Ooh, Excellent. My favorite episode. Yes, well, you know, it's been quite some time. Only a couple weeks since that, since we recorded that. And you're back on. We've had so much to do. So many different hosts. Yeah? Who did you have? Well, besides, of course, you... And Cal and Deke Curado showed up, and he was very happy and spiffy. And it should be interesting and fun. We're getting ready for our episode 10 extravaganza. If I can get everyone to freaking meet at the same time, because I'm not doing this over the phone with 12 people, it's not gonna work. Well, you should be able to get more people since it is the summertime. Hopefully. Yes, hopefully we should, but we'll see what happens. Now, for those who don't know, Spock and Society that provides information and reviews about movies. And you can check us out at www.sparkin.com, along with our main podcast, which is the Sparkin Manga Review. We are a spinoff. And you can email us at sparkin at gmail.com or zan at sparkin.com or belchan.sparkin at gmail.com. Hmm. Or if you really want to be cool, you can leave us a voicemail at 206-350-8462. Leave us a voicemail and you can talk to anybody, including leave Belchan lots of interesting messages. <laughs> What, you don't want any interesting messages? Um, yeah, just not that interesting. Just not the guy going... Ah, So, we should get into the news first, because, of course, we record this many, many weeks before it's even released, so most of this news will be outdated. Has anything new happened? Well, not really. Nothing new. Nada. No real new movies are coming out. No real DVDs of any sort. Nothing we really can talk about. Haven't really seen any new movies that we can talk about because we're going to review them eventually. (laughs) And, well, that was pointless, don't you think? Yeah. Just a little bit. But, hey, we give you something. Just a little bit of something. 
And so we should get into the actual, what we're going to be talking about today, because this is a review podcast, isn't it? Yes, let us get on with it. Yes. Get on with the show. Okay, so if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Movie Review, we rolled the dodecahedron of movies. And it dictated unto us that we were reviewing a movie quite unlike all the other movies we've ever reviewed, because if you think about it, in our first episode, we reviewed a very sci-fi action movie. In the second episode, we reviewed a black comedy about walking around with a dead guy. Our third one, we talked about a weird fantasy movie about a baron who was insane. In our fourth episode, we talked about two slackers who had, like, an awesome time machine. Excellent! And, well, we also talked about some other things, including a gun-toting mariachi and glasses that made you see what wasn't really there. And we've mm-hmm. covered a lot of... What type of movies would you say? They're, what's the demographic for those movies? I'd say uh, eclectic. Mm, true, but mainly a lot of them are Young. for boys. I wouldn't say that. No, most demographic I think would be for guys. And this time we remedy it, right? Yeah, I would say it was only for guys, but... Yes, but this episode <laughs> is a purely girl movie. Uh, I think it's for romantic. I think... Date movie? Yeah, d- date movie, or, you know, if you're in the mood for romantic comedy, it yes, could be for well, anyone. Well, we should get into what we reviewed, but it's a movie which has, well, become pretty popular. And in the vein of movies like Love Actually and She's Just Not Into You, this movie is an anthology of a mm-hmm. bunch of different stories that meld together in some weird and obscure way in this weird pattern which forms this greater picture. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie directed by some guy named Gary Marshall and produced by Samuel J. Brown, Mike Cars, Wayne Allen Rice, and Josie Rosen. It was also written by some lady named Catherine, Catherine Fugit. Fugit. And wait a minute, Gary Marshall, didn't he do some other movie? What did he do? I know that name. Where did I heard that from? Hmm. Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall. Oh. Okay. Pretty Woman. Oh, that's right. He did Pretty Woman and Pretty Woman and other. Princess Diaries and other things, oh. such as Runaway Bride. Oh, so he's done movies with Julia Roberts and Anne Hathaway. And speaking of which, this movie's starring Julia Roberts and Anne Hathaway, and Jessica Alba and Bradley Cooper and Ashton Kutcher and a cast of other people, including the wonderful and great, awesome Hector Elizondo. And what movie is this? Valentine's Day. Yes, Valentine's Day. A movie which we should be actually reviewing on Valentine's Day, but, <laughs> well, we started off in May, so, well, SOL with that. So, Valentine's Day, what type of movie would you say this is? You know, I really like this movie because it's all about the love. Well, this is a very loving movie that came out, surprisingly, two days before Valentine's Day of 2010. It's a very recent movie. And it was released originally in the United States, was budgeted at like $52 million, and it made... $214 million. Holy shit! That's a lot of money. That's more than I'll ever see in my lifetime. <laughs> Either way, to talk really about this movie in depth would be to spoil the hell out of it. Wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. So, we're just gonna really break this down into the stories themselves without really getting into them, because you have over, like, 50 characters that you have to follow, and all of them are relevant in yeah. some way. And I will... Well, why don't we... Who should we start off with, really? Um, well, I think we should start off in the beginning with Ashton Kutcher's character, 
Reed Bennett um, when he proposes to his girlfriend Morley, who is played by Jessica Alba, on Valentine's Day, of course. And it's just big, you know, this big deal, this big spectacle. Well, that's the big day to yeah. use propose on Valentine's Day because that's the loving, wonderful, happiest holiday in the world. Mm -hmm. So that's how it starts out, a proposal. It starts out with a proposal? Yes. And so that's his, that's all that happens with him, really? Just that? No, no, it's, it's just, well, all of these stories are kind of connected. Reed owns this flower shop, Sienna Bouquet where he sells flowers, which is perfect, because as Ethos described, he's like sort of like Cupid. Yes, and it's also Valentine's Day, so he should be making a lot of money. Yeah, Valentine's Day, and well, he's, he's all about his flower shop, and, his, his, and he has a best friend. Named Julia. Julia. Played by Jennifer Garner, and being one of her sweetest and wonderful roles. And surprisingly, yes. in this movie, a lot of people are like, yeah, 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 Jessica Alba, Jessica Alba, she's really hot, really nice. In this movie, to be honest with you, after watching her, I, I hated her. And I really don't usually hate actresses who are sweet like that. But she was a bitch in this movie. Yeah. Wait, you're, you're getting ahead of the story, though. Just a little bit. So we have Jennifer Garner's character, <laughs> who is the best friend yes, of Yes, who is the best Kutcher. friend of Reed, Ashton Kutcher. And he's also, she's also dating this guy, played by Patrick Dempsey, geek of the past, <laughs> who's a doctor. Dr. Harrison Copland. And she's yes. staying in his apartment. And as she's in his apartment, he's kind of saying, I can't hang out with you today. I know it's Valentine's Day, but I got major yeah. surgery today. And he's... He's going away on Valentine's Day. Yes, and leaving her yeah. alone, but leaves her a little um, wind apart. And what he seems like the perfect guy, he seems like such, you know, like a nice guy, romantic, but looks can be deceiving. Yes, and also one thing that is kind of poetic is the fact when she sees him, she sees he's juggling. And she makes a comment saying, you're really good at juggling, aren't you? Yes. And Big symbolism in this. <laughs> and the truth is, you find out. Well, we'll like, get into. Well, we should get into that in a bit. Or do you want to spoil it now? No, we're not spoiling it. I mean, he goes away, and then you you think he's going away on to to help with his surgery, but really he's going to see his wife and he's married. And things are happy with that, so he's a yeah. cheating piece of shit. Yeah. So you have already, and Jennifer Garner has no idea. She is madly in love with him, and also she's telling her best friend Reed, who's like, yeah, I'm in such a good mood because I'm getting married. Yeah. You know, she said, yes, yes, everything's all good. And so she's, and she's like, yeah, well, I should do something good because he's all, I'm in a great mood. I'm really lovey, lovey, happy, happy. And everyone should be happy too because I'm in a great mood too. And this is pretty much where things also kind of spiral out of control because of their story, but there's other things going on as well. Like another part is the fact that Miss Fitzpatrick, Jennifer Garner, has a student who's madly in love with her. And throughout the movie, he's constantly trying to show his affection by spending $13. Wait, wait a second. But, but you forgot to mention, her student is in elementary school, and he does, he's not really madly in love with her. He has a crush. He has a crush on her because, you know, she's a teacher. She's wonderful and... True, and but he still. Just, he just has a little crush on her, and he, you know, he wants to get her flowers, so he, he comes into the flower shop and tries to buy flowers with, I think, like $15. And, and buys a, a sappy card with. Trying to, he's trying to buy her something, but you know, he says, oh, I want to deliver to this address, it has to be today, and he doesn't have enough money, but then... He doesn't realize it, he just says, here's the money, I want a dozen roses, and you're like, this $70, he's like, 
But then he gives him a break and says, like, oh, yeah, don't worry, man. It'll be delivered. Yes, and, and he's all good with that. And meanwhile, his grandfather, played by Hector Elizondo. Great to see him working because he's an awesome actor. Great Hispanic actor. Anyway, so him and his wife, who's played by Shirley MacLaine, they're kind of helping him out because they hint the fact that, because besides the fact that their grandson, the kid who's in love with Jennifer Garner, is depressed because there's also the fact that his mother isn't around. Yeah. They don't really explain why she isn't around. They say she's not around and yeah. he's depressed by it. When I first saw the movie, I kind of thought the mom was passed was away. passed away. But I, I, don't, I didn't really know what was going on. We're, we're not going to spoil exactly the situation, but it's you think that and it's kind of sad because you feel bad for this kid. And if you think from a psychological point of view, he's kind of seeing his teacher as a mother figure. That's why he has a crush on her, I think. That's what or I like personally think. replacing the mother... Sort of, because he misses the mo his mother, so he's trying to look for, like, the teachers, yeah. so on. And so you have, besides the teachers and the grandparents and Ashton Kutcher, <sighs> you also have this, well, really dumb girl <laughs> who has a bear. A big bear. I mean, the bear is bigger than me, and I'm, like, 6'3". Oh, yeah, that's Taylor Swift. Yes. Taylor Swift and... And she's dating the big-nosed freak from Twilight. <laughs> Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner, right? Taylor uh, Lautner. Yes. And... For those of you who don't know, who is he in, in Twilight? Ah, he's in Twilight. He's, uh, the other guy. <laughs> he's Edward? No, Edward and, um... He's not Edward, really? I can't think of his name right now, actually. Jacob, you're right, Jacob. I'm sorry. I'm ta I'm talking about this movie. I can't think of the other movie. I'm yes, sorry. well, he is. He plays Jacob. Okay. And he and their relationship, because they're kind of just really just okay, whatever. Like you can do a baby. You're a great baby. And very, it's just very cute. They're just kind of comic relief, I think, in the movie. <laughs> and then you have their two friends. One of them who is who is um, uh, Emma Roberts. She's the nanny of um, Edison, the, little, the younger boy. She's his nanny, and she's going to have sex for the first time with her boyfriend, you know, on Valentine's Day. And that, that's another sort of little plot. That's like, kind they're of trying to have their first time. And... Make it be magical <laughs> and wonderful. And it's kind of like they're just kind of rushing at it. It didn't really just happen. It's just kind of they're trying to plan out, and it's stressing them both out. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, like, when a teacher asks her for some help, like, if you can help because you took in the test for this class already, and... And she's just like, yeah, we're gonna have sex today. You know, I'm free tomorrow. Lunchtime. Lunchtime tomorrow will definitely be free. Well, you'll be done having sex by then. Yeah. Like, right. Just ridiculous. Just that situation, because, I mean, what is a teacher gonna say to that? Yeah. You like if it's just that's, just that's like the only you can only imagine that happening in a movie. I would never see. I would never even hear like yeah. some some kid do. <laughs> yes, and that's pretty much the movie. The only other characters you really have to deal with are these two people who meet on an airplane that's going to Los Angeles from we don't know where, but they say it's a fourteen-hour yeah, fourteen-hour flight from who knows what. <laughs> and one of them is played by well, a woman who's been in many Gary Marshall movies. Pretty woman. Julia Roberts. Looking very dykish, to be honest with you. <laughs> and also... And uh, Bradley Cooper Bradley from Cooper. The Hangover. Yes, Hangover. The A-Team. And also Wet Hot American Summer playing a gay guy. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because you have these two who are just kind of... If you've ever been on an airplane, it's just, you know, you're sitting next to someone. Yeah. 
and just kind of talking. It's just them talking on the airplane. Yeah, they sort of meet and just like, well, I guess they come sort of, sort of friends. They become friends like you will. Yeah. And but the thing is that you find that's kind of romantic is the fact that Julia Roberts' character, Kate, is a captain in the army, and she is she's on leave. She's an active duty, but she's on leave for Valentine's Day. She's visiting someone. And you're wondering, well, how long is, you, is your stay for, your furlough for? She's saying that, oh, I only can stay for the next day. So she takes a 14-hour flight to see someone for one night, and then she's going to go back. And it's kind of, and Bradley Cooper feels for her because the fact is, I mean, what type of dedication is that? If you're willing to go on a 14-hour flight for three hours with a person, and then you got to go back on a 14-hour flight. Yeah. It's dedication and very loving and wonderful. And it makes you feel all yeah. gooey inside. And Bradley Cooper is just kind of, well, he's sad because he broke up with someone. And yeah, he broke up with someone and he's sort of in a bad mood on Valentine's Day. Like, he has issues with love, love issues. It also doesn't help that the creepy stewardess is hitting on him. He's <laughs> like, would you like a candy bar? Would you like some chips? You're like, Ugh. And, um, is there anyone... Who else? Oh, yes, the other person who is, well, Julia's best female friend, played mm -hmm. by Jessica Beale, who's a publicist for this guy named Sean Jackson, yeah. a football player who blew the freaking last game of his season and they're, he's in trouble. So they have his whole thing where he's kind of, what am I going to do? Am I going to lose my life with this? Am I going to be done playing football? Should I retire? And Jessica Biel is his publicist, and she and his agent, Paula, this very mean ice queen bitch, played yeah. by... Queen Latifah? ...is trying to figure out what the hell they're yeah, going to do. Yeah, yeah. And another subplot in this is the fact yes. that Kara... She's hosting an I Hate Valentine's Day party, and she's depressed because she really... She doesn't have anyone on Valentine's Day, and she's all depressed, and... But she has candy. <laughs> and then she's saying that she wants to... No one's coming to her party, her I Hate Valentine's Day party, and she's like all sad because she feels all alone and... She's eating circus peanuts. <laughs> Which are really gross. Some people like those. I don't know how you can eat those. They're like styrofoam. They're like the... <laughs> she's eating circus peanuts and chocolate. Like, chocolate's the one thing that hasn't left me alone. <laughs> and another person there is you have a sports reporter. Kelvin Moore, played by Jamie Foxx, who is doing an expose on Valentine's Day because well, there's nothing going on in the sports world. He also hates Valentine's Day. Uh, I hate Valentine's Day, Peter. Ah, so does that mean that him and Jessica Biel might hook up? Hmm, possibly. Maybe. Uh, maybe. They, they, they have a mutual hatred of Valentine's Day. And I mean, then you also have... We are Yeah, we're forgetting that one character. Oh yes, the receptionist to Queen Latifah's character, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Who is dating the mailroom guy. The mailroom guy who is played by Topher Grace. I hate him so much. I'd like to say <laughs> you this... You are such a hater. I, no, the only two people in this movie I don't like are Jessica Alba, and that's just for this movie, nothing else. But mainly, Topher Grace. And I just hate him on principle because he ruined Spider-Man 3. He's not that oh. funny, and he's really not. Okay, well, we're talking about the movie. Okay. It's no, no use of you ranting and raving about okay. another well, one. Okay. He, well, his character, Jason, is from Bumblefuck, Idaho, or Indiana, or we don't know. Yeah, Indiana, and Anne Hathaway's character is dating Topher Grace. So now they haven't been dating long, so they don't know each other really, really well. 
the so had the sex, though. So the first time they, I don't know if it's the first time they have sex or what, she she says, oh, I have to run. She she gets this phone call. It's like really um, sexy. Yeah, yeah. So Ringtone is very pornographic. So she runs outside, and then she starts to talk very seductively. So you find out she's a phone sex operator. A, a adult phone entertainer. Yes, she's a phone sex person and it's connected to her cell phones. That's how she's getting money. Yeah. The reason why is because you get $45,000 a year through this. And that could help paying off like student loans if you have no insurance and if you're broke. And of course she doesn't want the guy she's dating to know about this. Yeah. Which leads to kind of hysterical situations because she's constantly having to, Oh, I have to go to the bathroom and I have to make this phone call. It's gotta be quick. Uh, or I have to go do this and this is quick. Well, I have to do this in the office, and this is quick. Well, she does it at work, on a date, driving to work, everywhere oh, yeah. she does it. And at work, it's funny because her boss catches her, and she's like, Just do it on your own time. <laughs> yes, and it's, well, there's a bunch of other things. The last thing, really, is there's a subplot involving the fact that Hector Elizondo's character, Edgar, and his wife Estelle, Shirley MacLaine, they're having a little bit of marital issues because something came out on this day and it's really just depressing and sad. Oh, we're going to read a plot? No, just their stuff, I think, because it's kind of... Okay. I think that's... Because it's interesting because generally if you have an old fidelity issue like that, it's generally the guy who's the instigator. Mm-hmm. Well, you find out that Hector's wife... Estelle had an affair about 30 something years ago with his best friend who was his business partner and then it causes this big thing and he's all upset and it's sad because he, he said in the beginning he's like I've been in love with this person for over 40 years she's the love of my life I've never been with anyone else besides her and she's been great and wonderful yeah and she's been keeping it from him for 40 years because she's been too afraid to tell him and she decides to spring this on Valentine's Day. And just since we're spoiling a little bit, something happens with Morley, the wonderful nice person she is. Well, yeah, Morley, she decides that she doesn't want to marry Reed's character, Ashton Kutcher, because she feels like she's not ready or he's not the one. And then she says, well, did you want me to just consider it or no? Well, she really doesn't even going to tell him originally, which is cold. Gets her these really rare flowers, which you don't see through the entire movie. It's in the silver box. Goes to show up there. He's already packed. Already packed, and so you just feel so bad for Ashton Kutcher. And I generally don't, um, I don't feel bad for him, but this I was like, that's just cold, man. And she takes the dog, too. Yeah. She takes their dog and her stuff, and she was just going to leave and just... Yeah, it's, it's really sad. It's cold. This movie just finishes and resolves the situations like, will Julia Roberts be able to meet with this person on time and spend enough time with the person that she's going to other meet? Will Julia figure out that her doctor boyfriend is cheating on her? Will Reed get love back in with... Yeah, what will happen to Reed? And will um, Edgar forgive his wife Estelle? And will Jason find out that Liz is a phone sex operator? <laughs> and what's this hidden secret that Sean Jackson has? <laughs> well, and what will happen to Tover Grace's character and yes. the phone sex operator? <laughs> yep, and will the kid get his flowers delivered to his teacher? Mister, you owe me flowers. Yes. 
and that's one thing I did forget is that he comes fanatical at one point flipping out about these flowers. It's like the kid from Better Off Dead with the two dollars. He gets that obsessed with it. And well, in order to find these questions, you have to watch the movie. I hope I didn't spoil too much. No, you didn't. I don't okay. think you did. I, I didn't really know what or what not to, to say or spoil. <laughs> well, with a movie like this, it's really difficult. What I liked about the movie is that, what well, I said before, it's all about love. And, like, the thing is, like, sometimes with um, those movies with different subplots, I found that it was all about sort of love, well, it was like love triangles, but it's about, like, sort of people not getting together. And it was more about, like, like love actually. Like, the even the title, Love Actually... Or what was the other one you were talking about? Um, He's not that into you. It's all about you know one person liking the other or the other person and just things not working out. In this one, it was more about sort of you know just the whole idea of Valentine's Day and love and just you know, letting it. It's a it's a, almost a character over. study just in a day in the life of these characters. Yeah. And you root for a lot of the characters and you feel good at the end. It's a nice movie. Yeah. Even, it's just worth even watching just for the hell of it. I mean, if you're going to be alone, I don't recommend watching this, but if you're with you know, someone, you can watch it. It's a good movie. The movie wasn't that long. It goes pretty quick. It's pretty enjoyable. And for me personally, I'm going to give this a... Ask a bunch of friends for this as a gift. And if you get a bunch of copies, you keep the best copy for yourself. And then you just give the rest out and trade it for the goods or service that you want. It's a pretty good movie. I mean, usually I am not the fan of this type of movie, so four out of five. I'm usually not the fan of this type of movie, but I actually enjoyed it. That's why. It's just The thing is that this made me hate Jessica Alba's character so much. And also Patrick Dempsey, why didn't he was just a prick, and his comeuppance is hysterical. Oh, yeah, that whole scene was just hysterical, but you have to watch. Yeah, but we kind of spoiled, we weren't going to say it, but we kind of spoiled that she does find out, and with most things, girls are much crueler than guys are about this. Well, in the movies. <laughs> no, in real <laughs> well, you life. Don't know. In real life, okay. girls are supposedly much more cruel. Yeah. Guys will just shout. Girls do humiliating and horrible things. You don't. Well, it depends on the girl, too. And depends on the guy. And what they did, also. And who who the guy is. Well, depends on the situation. Yes. <laughs> like, if it was Keanu Reeves, he would definitely just get passed. He's like, oh, he's just Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Alright, I would give this movie a 5, because I really liked it. So, really, really, really fucking yeah. cool. If you don't watch this now, your brain will freeze, your soul, your eyes will swell up, and your soul will be forfeit to the fourth layer of hell, where you will be forced to watch episode 1 for all eternity while hearing in the background, Miss, I love you! Miss, I love you! <laughs> from Jar Jar Banks. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I really think we have to change the names of these. Um, if you have any idea for new ratings, please email us. Sparkinsumail.com. Yeah, I think you need a new rating for the movie podcast as opposed to the other podcast of the, um, the, mo- the, the manga review. No. Because it's it's different. Well, some of them work because they're all new for this podcast, but the problem is they're too long. Like that one is just way too long. Yeah, I didn't even mem- memorize that. So. Yeah, that I mean, the, the, the five is easy. It's just really, really, really <laughs> fucking idea. cool. But the four just is too long. So if you have any ideas. So overall, you one, like this movie? Oh. Sorry, one more thing I wanted to add. <laughs> I, I really liked the cast. I thought they were all great mm-hmm. cast. Like, it was a great cast, and I thought they all worked mm-hmm. well together, and I just liked it. It was very interesting. Catch you, catch you interested in each story was interesting, 
and they had you know some funny characters and it was cute I liked it and who would you say is the MVP of the movie oh I just like I like Dasha Kutcher's character you think he was MVP for the movie yeah he was like um you know, he was the, the the flower guy you know uh. I just thought he kind of tied things together and I liked that and uh, well, how about you I personally I mean I would love to go with Ashton Kutcher or Hector Elizondo Ooh. But the fact is, I'm actually going with Bradley Cooper. Because uh, he doesn't see. have a lot of screen time, but the fact is, he does something for a complete stranger, which is so yeah. nice. He was a nice guy. He was so good. And it, it, it shows that he's not just an action guy or a comedy guy. It was done really well. He is mm-hmm. my MVP for the movie. And so, I think that this is for this episode. I mean, you can check us out at www.spyrkin.com or email us at Spirekin at gmail.com or check us out on our Twitter. Now, what's the Twitter ID? Spirekin. Or you can just leave his voicemail to us, 6350 Oh, wait. We're forgetting something, aren't we? What are we forgetting? Oh, yes. Forgot. The one. The only. The Dodecahedron of the Movies! Now, what is the Dodecahedron of Movies? Beside. A game dice? Yes, it is. It's a pink game dice. But what it is, it's our method of figuring out what we're going to be reviewing for the next episode of the Spyrokin Movie Review. Now, what happens is that in the Spyrokin Movie Review, we have the one, the only... Wheel of Manga! Yes, the Wheel of Manga. Now, we originally thought we were going to use that for this, but it doesn't work. Because Wheel of Manga and Wheel of Movies? Mm, doesn't not so work. much. Yes, so we're going to use... The dodecahedron of movies. Now, for those who don't know, a dodecahedron is how many sides? Twelve. Yes, twelve. And so we only have nine movies actually on this list. Now, that adds up right, I think. Um, well, if you roll a twelve and just roll it again. Exactly. We have three special ones. Now, if you roll it once and you get one of our numbers, it's going to be roll again. If it is number another one, you roll it, it's going to be host choice, which means it's my choice. And if you roll the other one, it's going to be co-host choice, which would be Belle's choice for the movie for the next film, which we're going to be reviewing. So, as has been per tradition... Oh, may I roll? You get to roll the Dodecahedron of Movies to see what we're reviewing for the next episode of the Spark and Movie Review. So, roll. Okay, let's see. I roll number one. Isn't you rolled a one. So anyway, so number one is going to be a very... Oh, this is a good movie. It is a strong movie. Yes. What is best in life? To crush your enemies. To see them driven before you. And the lamentation of the women. Conan. I guess. Yes, Conan the Barbarian. Conan, yeah. Crumb! <laughs> Which I will not be doing, but I did see the movie. It's a good movie. Yes, I did. Yes, and also seeing him say, If you do not help me, to hell with you! <laughs> no! I am Conan. I wear furry pants and wrestle with men while naked and greased up. And also... Come with me. Yes, we can't forget. <laughs> Come with me, my child. Yes, <laughs> with his James Earl Jones with the manliest perm ever. You think that's his natural hair? In that movie? That'd be awesome. I just remember him being like really super evil. You liked him. And he was scary. He scared me. You liked him with the snake going. (laughs) (laughs) It's really bad graphics. Oh, yes. Yes. But we'll have to get into that in the next episode. Because we're going to have two different guest hosts on that episode. Should be interesting. Uh You're not going to give it away now, are you? 
Oh, no, I won't do that. It will not be fun for that, but I'll okay. give it to that for the next episode. But you'll be back in episode 10, I think. Oh, great. Yes, or doing? unless you want to work on our episode 9 extravaganza, but I don't think you want to do that, so... Extravaganza! Maybe I will. Maybe if you want, because we're actually... Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Well, we'll see about that. So, <laughs> guess that's it for this episode. We've covered all the stuff. Any other questions or comments, you can check out our show links, or leave us comments and concerns and emails. And, so... So this is Belchan, and my favorite quote is... Been to love, my friend, you fall in, head over heels. You ever seen somebody fall head over heels in love? For real? Read? It's ugly, bro. Toxic. Septic. Come on, boss. Still got a few hours left. Make something happen. For somebody, someplace. Cookie? Day's not over yet, man. Give me some. Hey, tell me something. How'd you and your wife get it so right? It's easy. I married my best friend. Thought I was your best friend. You're my man. That's my lady. Night. Good night. And this is your host, Zan. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And my favorite quote from this movie was... Taking a left turn right here. What's more park spelled backwards? I don't know. Crap room. Grandpa! And don't say that in school. Thank you for listening. And as usual, hope you guys enjoyed. See you next time. Today was a fairy tale, you were the prince I used to be a damsel in distress You took me by the hand and you picked me up at six Today was a fairy tale
and put a curse on the Chicago Cubs. Julia and I'm gonna be your server tonight. Why don't I get started with a few specials? Yes, please. Tonight the chef is featuring a dish that he likes to call the lying, stinking pig. You're, you're, you're kidding, how is that cooked? He starts by cutting off the pig's testicles and he chops them up really finely, teeny tiny pieces. And then he takes those testicles and he, he pulverizes them and adds in a little arugula, some sage, um, feta cheese, and shoves the mixture back up the pig's, well, for lack of a better word, ass. Really? Yeah. Then he cuts out the heart, the cold, useless, tiny little heart, then uh, fillets it on either side and it's a nice amuse-bouche. Love the salmon. Good choice. For you, sir? I, I, I'm not, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Oh, just so you know, the um, heart of the pig, a little something like this. Did we get a toy? Maybe I'll give you a little time to juggle the choices. 